Welcome back to the Bring On Balance show, which is now called Ideas in Motion. This season, I'm bringing you less editing. This specific episode, Get Back Up, was actually recorded live on YouTube, and I'll make sure that you have the link to the YouTube channel in the show notes. We're going to talk today about getting back up. Ideas in Motion is about bringing forward mind, body, and purpose in alignment as one uh, in order to really treat yourself like an ecosystem because everything is connected with mind, body, and purpose. When I was seven, I began writing stories. I wrote about the puppy that I kidnapped from the neighbor when I was four, how the leaves on the trees came to life when I got glasses, and how to catch and gut a fish like my dad taught me. One day in second grade, we got this assignment to write about something that we were supposed to do on the weekend, that we were going to do on the weekend. And that was the weekend that my famous cousin Raymond Bork was coming to meet me for the very first time. He played hockey and the entire family had tickets to go watch the pregame hockey practice. After practice, Ray came out of the room and he came right up to me. He stopped and he crouched down. He took my hand and he said, you must be Karen. And then he kissed my cheek. Well, I had never been kissed before and I thought he was so cute. So as soon as I got home, I wrote down everything that I remembered about that moment. And then on school on Monday, I began to read my story out loud. I heard giggles. Then at recess, this song emerged, Karen and Raymond sitting in the trees. (laughs) After that, I saved all my personal stories for my diary. I dropped out of school at 15, got a job, and then I moved out of the house. It wasn't until about a decade later that I remembered how much I loved writing and sharing. So I went back to school. In school, in English class, I had this teacher and he kept us making us write all these essays. It felt so good to be writing and sharing my work with someone again. I got back one of my assignments and he said, he wrote on the front of it, Karen, you have the skills, personality, personality, attitude, and I expect to see your publications someday. I will always look for them. Wow. Then there was this shift in government and all of my financial um, aid was cut. I was a single parent at the time, so I needed to get another job and life got bananas. So I quit school again. And then the only thing that I was writing was my grocery list and PA coffee. You know, for those announcements that you hear at work. Seven years later, I'm walking down the beach and I'm with my husband and my kids, Jake and Cass, and Whiskey, our dog. Ah, it's good. We're on vacation. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this police officer. He's walking towards us. He stops right at me and he says, are you Karen Abel? I said, yeah. He said, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Your father, Gordon, 
he passed this morning. I reached into my pocket. And then I realized I quit smoking last year. My dad's dream was to see the success of his children. And I'm not done making you proud, dad. For the first time in my life, I felt like I had no choice. But to get my butt in gear with this new awareness that time is a gift I could no longer take for granted. So today, I'm not only writing that book, but I'm also sharing those stories and I'm helping others get their ideas in motions and dreams are coming true. The title of this episode is called Get Back Up. Do you remember that song? You know, when you, like, we were young, it, it always makes me want to sing the song. So I'm going to sing the song. I get knocked down. I get up again. Yeah, it's sorry for the earworm, but now it's there. We go through seasons of our lives where we want to move forward and then we're there and then we get knocked down and we have to get back up. That dog, Whiskey, that was on the beach that day, it was like the first couple of months that we had her and she was, she was a nightmare. She, well, not really a nightmare. I mean, she was a lovable dog. She was an SBCA rescue, but she came with a lot of things in her car, you know. She was my best buddy. Uh, she, we had her for 13 years. Every morning we would have this routine where we, you know, by her seventh year, where we'd get up, I'd strap on my running leash around my waist. It would be early in the morning because she didn't like other people. She didn't like other dogs. So we had this perfect little time slot before anybody else got up. We'd put the leash on, we'd go for a run and we'd come back and be like, ah, what a great way to start the day. And that was back in the day where I was, I was running quite a bit and through running, I, it just is this beautiful thing where your mind shuts off and I'm able to meditate. So we just had this beautiful synergy going together and then she passed away. And I experienced something that I didn't expect to experience. And, and that was, you know, the desire to run went away. The desire to spend that time on my own went away. And I, and I threw myself entirely into work. And then in December 2019, we decided that we were going to bring Tula into our life. Another, another rescue. Tula, a complete opposite of whiskey, right down to the color, aggression, loves other dogs, doesn't really so much like people, but again, a year old, and she had some things in her car, you know? We needed time to get used to walking through the neighborhood in the leash. I was of this mindset that I could just, you know, insert dog into my routine and it was all going to be happy sunshine and roses. And it wasn't like that. We needed more time. But, you know, in a matter of two or three months, you can see her behind me in this video. We got to this nice little groove going on. And it was spring. And I thought, you know what, maybe it's time to, to you know, get her into running. <laughs> and so... I grabbed the leash, 
I had this little tear in my eye because I thought this leash, this running leash had meant so much. And now we were going to transfer it on to this next dog. At the same time, what's happening is it's dogopolis is happening in, in the neighborhood. So COVID struck and I'm not even kidding. There was like 12 dogs that showed up in the neighborhood and they're all young dogs. So I thought for this to be peaceful, okay, let's adopt this very early morning slot again. And let's see, let's try this time if we can, we can get this groove going. So Falca load up, we go in and it's great. And so we start to get this groove going and my body is not liking me trying to push myself so hard. So I laid back a little bit and we didn't do it every day, but we got used to the waist leash and we got used to the slot and we got used to, you know, jogging for like 30 seconds together. And this was really great. One morning we were coming back from one of those really great runs and about, you know, 50 feet behind me, my neighbor is there and she's walking her two young dogs. She's the greatest woman. Like she's got this great big smile. Her two young dogs are way out in front of her and Tula just keeps looking back. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to just get her into the driveway. This is a great training exercise to get her to sit. And then maybe they'll be able to say hi to each other because she loves other dogs. And I had this all going on in my head. So I walk up into the driveway and I have her sit and the neighbor's coming by and she's smiling. She's ready and she looks at me and then the dogs bark and then Tula lunges, takes me right down with her. I fall flat on my face. She continues to drag me down the driveway. I'm looking at the neighbor. The neighbor is like mortified, like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And all I could muster up as I've been sliding down the driveway, it's like, go, go, I'm fine. I'm heavier than her, she can't get you. The barking stopped. Tula sat down. She looked at me like she had done the worst thing in the world. She got a little bit of a scolding. And then I stood up and assessed the damage. I had scraped knees. My ego was shot. But all in all, I was okay. I got back up. We walked up to the driveway, up the driveway and into the backyard so that she could do her business. Another thing she, you know, refuses to do on a walk. She's God be in the backyard. And the leash breaks in my hand. I couldn't help but have gratitude for the fact that I didn't do it that five minutes ago, that I was in a safe space. But I thought, you know what? Maybe this is a sign that I need to do something different. As Dogopolis grew bigger and bigger, and it became harder and harder to dodge all the many young dogs in the neighborhood. I decided I'm just going to grab Tula and I'm just going to throw her in the back of the Jeep and we're going to go up and we're going to go to the trails. And we started doing that. We started doing it every single day. And I got this great outside release and she got this great outside release. We bonded. We went from leash to long leash to off leash. And we did that all winter long until this spring. I thought, you know what? It's time. All the dogs in Docopolis have... <laughs> started to you know get older and they're trained and I want to be able to have the diversity in my runs to be on the trail and sometimes you know just go like first thing from the house like I used to do 
because it takes less time, you know, to mold and demold. So we're like, it's time. So I joined this brand new running program because I am a beginner at this moment, at this season in my life, even though I have lots of, you know, half marathons and a couple marathons in my belt. I had to assess, where are you now, Karen? I joined this runner's program and I uh, bought a new pair of running shoes for my birthday, a brand new running leash, same color as my wall because <laughs> it's such a nice color and I loved it. On, I loved it on a white dog and I'm just so excited to get going. Um, I even got some new tights. I'm wearing them right now. They, the ones with the pocket so that I don't have to worry about like, where's my phone going to go? I can just go and we're ready to go. And it was about, I don't know, a day or two before I had scheduled my first run with Tula in the neighborhood. We were up in the yard and Quite often, we'll have this play session first thing in the morning where she runs around and I chase her. And so she's running around and I chase her and she's spinning around and all of a sudden she tore her cruciate ligament. As she limped back to the house, I saw my running flash before my eyes. I saw everything that I had planned flash before my eyes. I had saw the summer filled in the bush, you can see this still is affecting me, flash before my eyes. And now we're waiting for surgery. But this is a season, is adaptation. I can still do my running program, which I am. She's gonna need recovery time, but she's gonna get back up, you see. We need to adapt to where we are and continue to move forward with our body, with our mind first, body and purpose. The mind is going to be the top. That's the thing that can shift everything. Your body is gonna be with you as long as your mind is with you. Maybe not. I mean, that's a huge topic. We'll save that for another show. But when you move mind, body, and purpose together in alignment, built for the season that you are specifically in, you will get up. I'm making sure I'm looking down at my notes and making sure that I get the point of this show. Unpredictability is inevitable, especially right now. There is something that you're waiting till you have time to do or till it's the right atmosphere and the right time. You never know when time is going to run out. So whatever your mind is nagging you, your body to do, it is your purpose to move it forward. Life will always be unpredictable. Share with me what it is that you need to get up and get back up and begin to do. Thank you for watching the show. I'll see you again 
next week.